Hey friends, welcome back to Quick Shanti, the place where we digest timeless teachings one bite at a time. This episode, episode number one, we're going to talk about embracing our fears with a little bit of cheeky advice from the Buddha. More to come on that here in a moment. Before we begin though, let's find a place of stillness. Go ahead and just take a moment to breathe deeply, shut down your eyes or soften your gaze. Together, let's take a deep inhale through the nose. And a big, open, audible exhale through your mouth. Just sitting with the breath for one moment longer. All right, let's get it going. Today's topic is fear. It's a big one to start off with, but there's a lot of good stuff here. So we're just going to dive right into it. I love today's teaching because it's one of those that is so simple, but really profound. And with a little bit of practice, it can be applied rather seamlessly to your everyday circumstances, everyday situations. Um, there's, There's really no beating around it. Fear shows up a lot throughout the day. And it doesn't always present itself so obviously. You know, sometimes fear shows up as anxiety and worry. Um, You know, for me, it shows up as procrastination and social avoidance or second guessing myself. You know, generally, it shows up in the human body as increased heart rate, muscle tension, trouble sleeping. So, all these things, it's clear fear manifests in many different ways. And even with a healthy mindfulness practice, or therapy, it it can still be really difficult to to locate the origins of our fears and to actually acknowledge them and just face them. Now, the point in listing out this litany of the ways in which fear manifests, it wasn't a play to make you think that something is wrong with you or to drive even more fear in you. Fear is a natural part of the human experience. It is a core emotion and, and, and function that connects all of us. It serves as this protective mechanism that helps us to stay safe, you know, whether we're facing danger or even this the potent, potential harm that exists in the world. It's, it's an effective tool, and we can, we can thank evolution for that. But I think where it becomes unhelpful or destructive is when we are unable to sit with the discomfort that comes with fear. The discomfort that comes with uncertainty and the the difficulty in in handling and in facing some of these things that these thoughts and emotions that are bubbling up inside of us. The thing is, we know that fear isn't just going away. Like we said, it's it's a part of the fabric of our evolutionary makeup. It's, it's a function of our mind. So what if we learned to embrace fear instead? By being willing to confront and experience fear, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and open to the present moment, which ultimately leads to a greater sense of freedom There's not a lot of freedom in being ruled by your fears or being chased by your fears. Without mindfulness and without acknowledgement and acceptance of our fears, 
they have this incredible ability to turn into these <laughs> these giant beasts that sort of take on lives of their own um, if gone unaddressed. So when I was I was younger, I was probably in the fourth grade, and my parents they they submitted finally to these pleas from my my brother, my sister, and myself of wanting a dog. And they brought home a puppy and his name is Casey. He's the cutest dog ever. He, he's so sweet. He was so sweet. RIP Casey. Um, but we, my sister and I, we used to play this game with Casey when we were younger. And it was when he was a puppy and we called it Lava and the Dragon. And it was a classic like lava game. We had couches and pillows and chairs and we would sprint around these couches and we'd sprint between the kitchen and the living room and we'd go back and forth and we'd do these laps and we'd get Casey really wound up. And he was the dragon and we were running away from the dragon. And he would be chasing after us with all of his little puppy speed and energy and he'd be nipping at our ankles. And my sister and I, we'd be like laughing and shrieking and just doing laps around our house. And in our youthful imaginations, Casey was a dragon and he truly had this like ferocity to him of this real life fire breathing predator. And we would run faster and scream louder and he would get faster. And he was always one step away from getting us. The funny thing is, about this little game is as soon as I would stop running and turn and face Casey, he would stop. His pursuit would come to an abrupt halt. The dragon disappeared. He would just sit there and stare up at me. And I would stand there and stare down at him. And we'd both look at each other like, why'd you stop? You know, he wouldn't be barking or biting. I wasn't running. It was so obvious that our thrills came well, his thrill came from be- from chasing me and mine came from being chased. But as soon as we both stopped, that sensation dissipated for the both of us. I haven't played I haven't played this game in a long time, obviously, but the feeling of being chased in that way, it's not lost on me. It's it's it still exists and I think it it's because what we were simulating in that game was sort of controlled fear, like contained fear. But our daily fears, they, they show up in the exact same way. They chase us ever on our tail with the mind's imagination, painting it as some sort of scaly beast that will devour us whole if we dare to pause in our flight from it. You know, and it's like the more we flee, the more our fear grows in size with every step we take. It, it just grows and grows and we're terrified to even cast a glance in the rearview mirror, just completely avoiding what we might see. Now, let's get to the good stuff. We've sort of talked about fear and what happens when we avoid fear and how it can take on a life of its own. But there's a really powerful story from the life of the Buddha that illustrates the liberation that comes from just being present with even the most challenging experiences, fear included. So the Buddha, after he had attained enlightenment, he spent like the rest of his life traveling and teaching others about what he had learned, about the path to compassion and wisdom. And there is one occasion where he sensed the presence of Mara. Now Mara is um, a mythological figure in Buddhism. Mara is a god who personifies illusion and darkness. 
And along with Mara, you can expect to experience strong emotions like fear and anger and hurt. And on this occasion, when the Buddha was traveling and teaching, Mara's presence was experienced. And Buddha's companion Ananda, he saw Mara and he said, he like looked at the Buddha and was like, yo, Buddha, this is not looking good. This is bad stuff here. Like we got to get out of here right now. (laughs) And the Buddha was like, Ananda, relax, chill, like watch. And he proceeded to walk over to Mara and he said, I see you, Mara. Let's have tea. Here, the Buddha shows us that when we encounter fear, instead of trying to control it or avoid it, we have freedom. We have the option to just ask ourselves, how can I be with it? How can I be with this discomfort? Not how can I run? How can I make it go away? How can I do the, how can I avoid what's happening right now inside of me? How can I avoid this present moment as it's appearing right now? No, he's not saying that. He's saying, no, just be with it. Rather than fighting against fear, we have the option, we have the freedom to approach it with kindness and warmth and understanding. Fear is doing what fear does. Fear is doing what fear does. There's no need to antagonize it for that. You know, Mara, like I said, is this dark figure in Buddhism. But at the same time, no one's trying to change Mara. Mara is being Mara. And we can't be mad at Mara for that. What we can do is we can approach Mara with kindness and warmth. Now, through this practice of acknowledging and accepting We can learn to be more self-compassionate, more loving, and more present with whatever emotions or fears arise within us. There's this human tendency to exclusively embrace all of the beautiful things, all of the beautiful emotions, excitement and love and warmth. And we want to embrace all of the, the, the good things, the good experiences. But when fear comes or when anger comes, anxiety we want to run. We see them as non-beautiful. We see them as ugly. And because of those projections, the more we avoid them, the more they become that, the scarier they become when we avoid it. Now, if we can learn to start to approach fear with that compassion, that warmth, that love, we have the opportunity to watch it transform before our eyes. Just like when I turned around and I stopped running from Casey the, the illusion of the dragon went away. He was just Casey. To change our relationship with fear, I highly recommend incorporating this really simple expression into your self-talk every day as challenges arise. You can try it, you know, set, set a goal. Say, I'm going to try this every day for five days or seven days, whatever you want, and try to hold it close and and apply it when needed. So the expression is, I see you, Mara. I see you, Mara. Or if you want to personalize it, you can, you can say, you know, I see you fear. I see you procrastination. I see you fear of rejection. You know, remind your fear that you acknowledge its presence, not in a negative way. We're not judging the fear. We're not adding negative value judgments onto the fear, we're simply acknowledging its presence. 
And if we can, once we acknowledge it, adding just throwing a little bit of warmth in there, a little bit of love in there with it. And once you're there, just sit with it and feel it and explore it, experience it. This profound expression can be a wonderful aid when you're trying to manage and just generally understand the negative emotions that sometimes arise, those non-beautiful emotions, those non-beautiful thoughts that sometimes arise. When we try to ignore and run from our fears, that's when they grow into these fantastical beasts with lives of their own. But by facing them head on and accepting their presence, we can start to rewire our relationship with fear. And on top of that, we can make the skill of acceptance a natural reflex. Now I suggest writing this phrase down in your phone, um, maybe in a notebook or post it somewhere close at hand and just use it as a daily reminder to practice acceptance whenever you feel fear or other negative emotions arise. In time, you may find that this really simple practice brings you closer to the truth, closer to reality, closer to peace. Ultimately, I think it's to bring you closer to a sense of freedom. You know, within that freedom, I think that's when we really experience the peace, when we're not just being whipped around by the whims of our emotions. So that's all we've got today. Um, if you're interested in exploring more resources or book recommendations or meditations, um, I have got a, I've started building a great deal of content on my website. It's shanti-meditations.com. It's also linked in the description below. But please reach out if you have any thoughts or questions about today's teaching. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay curious and namaste.